Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 106 in Edmonton, hour number two Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all. They could be doing it all for you right now. In this hour, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Live racing Saturdays at Northlands Park. Speck will join us in studio on Thursday as well. And uh, out of St. Louis to talk a little about Kyle Brodziak, a little about the blockbuster trade made, Ryan O'Reilly. We'll talk to Jeremy Rutherford. He covers the St. Louis Blues for The Athletic and uh, was a longtime beat writer in that market as well. If you're looking for a fun destination this year, you can take the kids to Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. Fabulous fun, great food, warm weather. Book now with New West Travel. Your Disneyland California package includes nonstop airfare, four-star hotel for seven nights, five-day attractions pass for reservations to Disneyland. Call the travel experts at New West Travel 780-432-7446 or book online at newwesttravel.com. All right. Uh, you can text us, and we get a lot of texts at 630-630. Brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. Uh, our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline is 780-496-0063 for the River Cree Resort and Casino. They've got Buckcherry July 14th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Uh, out of Red Deer, Bob, you cannot, uh, on our Westlock Ford text line, you cannot compare Yamamoto to Leon. Uh, Yamo's 5'7", 135, doesn't compare to 6'3", 215. Well, Drysaddle, 6'1", uh, 215. But, uh, yes, they're different types of players. The point is that at the time that Drysaddle went down, the texts were pretty, now, oh, here we go again, another bust for the Edmonton Oilers. And I'll be the first to tell you, I didn't think he should have gone down based upon the preseason. He played six games. He had a goal and assist. I watched a couple of games online. Didn't seem that interested. And then, lo and behold, there were some injuries. He came up. Uh, I'm thinking he ended up on a line with Taylor Hall and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Played against the Montreal Canadiens. Scored two goals. Never looked back. Had an unbelievable partnership with Taylor Hall during the course of the 2015-16 season. Had over 50 points that year. And then uh, we all know what happened in uh, 2016-17 for Leon. 77 points in the regular season and stellar in the playoffs as well. Still had a 70-point season last year on a team that had the worst power play in the league. You can text us at 630-630. 
This text comes in out of Lethbridge, Bob. To me, Kyler Yamamoto looked very cocky, like he knew he was the best prospect out there at the Billy Morris Cup. I think he's ready for the show. I wish JP had a bit of that swagger, like he knows he's the trigger man when he's on the ice. I think it would help from Jay. See, you know, Brendan, it's interesting, right? You can sit there and suggest you think that Paul Yarvey needs to gain some tr- I'm I'm probably the most patient. Certainly, I, I can tell you of uh, some of the broadcasters that are like that are around the team on a daily basis. Uh, I would probably be the guy that say, "Hey, there's a player there, and they got to get something." Do I, I? And I do think that Paul Yarby has a higher ceiling, partially because of the size uh, than Neil Yakupov. But there's some challenges along the way with Yessi, and I wouldn't necessarily just throw him into the top six. A lot of you are saying, "Hey, put this guy in the top six. Uh, whoa, what's going on? There, let's turn that over there. I think that was your cell phone being too close to the mic. You think so? I know we just received a text from a, a guest. Yes. Together, so <laughs> that, that might that might have been it, and we don't know where the other guest is. We don't no, know where Spencer. Uh, I don't know if he's golfing or what he's doing. I have a feeling he's forgotten about us, which is occasionally his tendency. Because <laughs> you know, some guys work all the time, some guys work part of the time. Figure it out. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Anyways, back to Paul Yarby. It's not the end of the world if he starts the season on a, a line for the sake of argument, with Jujara Kaira and Ryan Strome. Now, you know what? Training camp will tell us. Maybe Paul Yarby comes in and they throw him up there with McDavid for the opening game with Nugent Hopkins, and he lights it up and never looks back. That that could happen, too. Uh, one of the things that worked to Ratty's advantage is I sensed that there was some belief that the guys knew where he was going to be on the ice. I think with Paul Yarby, certainly on the power play, he got a couple looks on the power play and ended up in some spots where he shouldn't have been. And so from a concept perspective, there needed to be some more teaching taking place. But he's still a very young player. He's not an old kid in any regard. So patience, patience. Well, I know you said last year, Bob, he was going to pop at some point. Maybe that happens this season. Maybe we're one year ahead. Yeah. Or behind, or yeah, I guess we were thinking well, that's, one year ahead. You know what? I still believe he's going to pop. Yeah, me too. I and, still believe and, in him. And my hope is that he, you know, my belief is that he will pop for, this is a fourth overall pick here, that he pops as, I mean, at what point did we start to lose some confidence with Yakupov? I don't know. Maybe some of us held on hope, or held like, on to hope like, for like, a little too long like, with Yakupov. I, I can tell you right now that, I, like, with for me, so it was going okay with Kruger. It was buoyed by the fact lockout year, he got five goals in the final two games to lead the team in goal scoring in 2012-13. The next year and a half under Dallas Aikens, he didn't seem to gain any traction at all. Then Nelson came in with Derek Roy, and I thought at times Yakupov showed some glimmers. And then he started off, and I think he had 10, 10 points in the first 13 games playing with McDavid and Benoit Pouliot at the start of the 2015-16 season. Once um, McDavid got hurt, though, it was a challenge from that point forward for Neil Yakupov and Edmonton. So, I mean, you're, you're going, how many seasons was that? Was that four years total? Yeah, four years in Edmonton. So, Pugliarvi, we're in year two. And again, I think he's got a higher ceiling because of the size, and let's just see where this goes. 
Here, I'll throw a number at you right now for those of you guys out there. Ryan Smith? I can remember calling in. Sid Smith might have been hosting the show, or maybe it was John Sexsmith on 630 Chet. Ryan Smith scored two goals. Two! His first. Can you look up uh, Ryan Smith's career? At 780, uh, look that up on HockeyDB.com. Two goals in his first season in the National Hockey League. I think he played like 48 games. What year Hang was that? Hang on, yeah. What year was that? 98? 95, 96, 48 games, two goals, 11 points. Okay. There were a lot of people. So that was, he was a 94 draft. So 94, 95 was the lockout year. Went back to junior in 94, 95. 95, 96, played 48 games, got two goals. So two years. And in his, uh, so in his third season after being drafted, he got 39 goals. Guess how many he got on the power play that year? 20. 20. on. Now, here's the thing about Ryan Smith. He didn't have the physical tools of Yasapoli-Yarby. But Ryan Smith knew what he knew, and he made it count. He was a guy that could crash the front of the net. He could compete for space. Uh, he worked on deflections. He was a greasy player around the goal. And he carved out a niche for himself and had a tremendous career. He, in many respects, I mean, he had a nose for the net so he could score. But from 2 to 39 goals... And I will tell you right now that in 1995-96, there were people questioning whether or not Ryan Smith was going to be a good NHL player. Two goals in 48 games. And we'd have to check the scoring rates, era-adjusted scoring rates at that time. But that was not a pro. Like, people forget, oh, yeah, Smith only had two goals in 48 games. What did Paul Yarby finish with last? I know he had double-digit goals. Well, the thing with uh, Smith is he worked harder than everyone else. Yep. So I, maybe Paul Yarby needs to... Figure that aspect of the game. I actually think he works hard, no doubt Paul, about that. Paul, but Paul he's still works. a young player, he'll learn. Paul, you know what? Paul Yarby has superior physical tools yeah. than Ryan Smith. He does. He's got, and he just, does he have the gamesmanship? Does he understand the nuance of North, the North American game the way Ryan does? No, he doesn't. But, and he's going to be a different type of player. Just going to take some time. Just going to take some time. He had but 12 he, goals, by the way, last year. All right. So if he, you know, if he finished with fifteen to twenty, maybe we're having to. And it looked like he was going to finish with fifteen to twenty, because he got like ten. He had ten in like the first thirty or so games. Then he tailed off down the stretch. He was not one of the game against the Rangers. I remember in New York, he was unbelievable that game. That was his first game up. He'd just been recalled. It was a Saturday afternoon game. He scored the first time he touched the puck. And he was flying all game. So and gained some. It's it's an incredible thing. Confidence is an incredible thing. Uh, a minor trade, by the way, Bob. A minor trade involving, let me guess, a Toronto Maple Leaf. <laughs> Am I right? Former Maple Yeah, I was. I guess he's now a former Maple Leaf. Yeah, he's traded to the Islanders, Matt Martin, for goaltender Iman McAdam. So, I guess there you go. The Islanders spending their cap space on Matt Martin after losing out on Tavares. Did you lose your headset there? What's going on? My headset was broken. Oh, okay. I've slammed it down. Like your truck. No, no, my, my <laughs> truck's fine. Don't worry, my truck got a little bit of a touch-up. It's over at Herber's. They're looking at it right now. It's not a big deal. And you were driving around in my whip earlier yeah, today. Yeah, for, for 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, but hey, you know... Did you look in the glove box? No, I what's in there. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no. So where you hide the booze or what? Uh, no, no, no. no I'll tell you... This game between Columbia and England that's currently being played, spoiler alert, 55th minute, it is scoreless. 
I believe England is getting a penalty kick. This, if you're watching this right now, this is the, the conduct of the players on the pitch. What's the old joke about the difference between rugby and soccer? Rugby is a hooligan sport played by gentlemen. Soccer is a gentleman's sport played by hooligans. It is cheap and nasty between these two teams. There's guys are sitting there with the you know rubbing heads back and forth. I wouldn't call them full headbutts, but there's some jockeying going on. Uh, Jordan Henderson from England's been involved in one each way. It's just it's it's really discouraging to watch, frankly. There's some cheap stuff going on in this game. For all the guys that sit there and want to disparage soccer, they're getting an indication of this. And by the way, England, Harry Kane has an opportunity to score here. So it's a penalty kick. Is he going to get her done, Brendan? Make the call. Then he scored two the other day on a penalty kick? Yeah, I would say yes. He's a stud, this guy. 24. He, wow. He, he's Good a looking guy. He's a world-class striker. Yeah. He's, he's got a chance to put England up. I wouldn't want to miss if I was him. Oh, Columbia. You can uh, text us at 630-630. We're going to get up to a bunch of texts in a second. When we come back, it's 118 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. What is it? It's 120 in Edmonton. Spoiler alert. Uh, Harry Kane did score on the penalty kick. It's 1-0 England over Columbia. Now one of the English players' boots, studs rubbed up against a Colombian player. What is it about the countries that are closer to the equator that dive more? In soccer. Anybody got a theory on that? You can text us at 630-630. All right, we got to get to some text. So Matt Martin has been traded back to the New York Islanders, uh, and the majority of uh, Martin's uh, deal this year has already been paid for by the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, who did pick up John Tavares. Uh, Martin was not playing much. I mean, he to me, he was an Islander type of player. I know Jack Michaels has mentioned that a lot of times, too. Um, 
Boy, the, the Islanders have got some money tied up in their bottom six forwards between Casey Zizekas and Cal Clutterbuck, and now they got Martin back. Um, that was a really good line back in the day, by the way. Those three together. Yeah. Martin, Zizekas, and Clutterbuck. Oh, absolutely. Well, right. That was years ago, but uh, I remember watching them playing the Capitals in the playoffs, and they were just, that was the Islanders' best line. Yeah. You can text us at 630-630. Nick from Vermillion. Bob, remember that the Oilers coaching staff is going to be much better than the last 12 years. Paul Yarvey will be much better. Well, um, you know what? They've got two guys that have been NHL head coaches already on that staff. Glenn Gullitson, who, uh, you know, two years as head coach in Dallas, made the playoffs once. Uh, two years in Calgary, uh, made the playoffs once. Trent Yanni, who is basically... Th- Throughout the hockey world, seen as one of the best developers of young defensemen and a terrific penalty-killing coach. I think five of the last six years that he oversaw a team's penalty-killing, they had top five penalty-killing in the league. He did that in San Jose and in Anaheim. Uh, you got Manny uh, Viveros, who will handle, you know, uh, his, his come out of junior hockey, so he's dealt with some younger players. Uh, will it be the Oilers' best coaching staff in 12 years? Well, I, it's certainly a different type of coaching staff. I can't. When's the last time the Oilers had a coaching staff with two of the assistants being former NHL head coaches? There's a question for you. So let's work backwards. Uh, I just completed year 10 doing color. First year, Craig Matavish with Charlie Huddy, who did an excellent job with defensemen, Bill Moores. Uh, and Kelly Buckberger. None of those guys had been NHL head coaches. Uh, Mac T as the head coach at that time. Then Pat Quinn with Tom Rennie, uh, Way, uh, Wayne Fleming, and Kelly Buckberger. So Rennie had been an NHL head coach, uh, Quinn being the head coach. So that's one head coach on that staff. Uh, God rest uh, their souls for Pat Quinn as well as for Wayne Fleming. Fleming had never been an NHL head coach but was a longtime career coach. Then uh, Quinn was moved along, and we had Rennie with Ralph Kruger. Kruger had not been an NHL head coach. So, yeah, this is the first time in the last decade-plus that the Oilers have had. Uh, after Rennie, we ended up with Kruger on the staff or as head coach with Smith and Buckberger. And then we ended up with Dallas Aikens with Buckberger and Keith Acton. And who am I missing? Rocky Thompson on that staff. So this is the first time the Oilers have had this experience of a coaching staff. So that is a fair comment. Will it be their best? I guess the results will tell us whether or not it's the best. You can text us at 630. Bob, South American players dive to take a rest from the heat. English players don't because it's cooler from Richmond, B.C. That's not what I'm saying. It's, It's like you don't see guys from Iceland dive all over the pitch. That's, you know, we've... For for the greatness, and he is a great player with Neymar, the theatrics are over the top, and I think it embarrasses everybody. Brendan, you've been watching it. I mean, it's it's hard to watch Neymar. Do you not agree? Oh, yeah. Like, if he just focused on playing. Like, if Connor McDavid threw his head back every time he got hooked, and maybe he gets some more calls. But, you know, the guy gets tapped, and he's rolling around like he was yesterday. That was embarrassing. Well, you can go to the field next to the station or any community league and watch local soccer here in town and the girls are tougher than what we're seeing on TV so it's interesting that's the one thing about this tournament that really bugs me because they try to sell everything but that it is what it is I guess again uh, rugby is a hooligan sport played by gentlemen and soccer is a gentleman sport played by hooligans wasn't that the old that's the line the rugby guys give and just back to rugby for a second Brendan uh, 
I know that there was a time that the Pandas rugby team were the national championship team, and I was the golden. I was the SID for the U of A, as our, our old friend Topher Allen often makes fun of. And uh, I'll be honest, I thought that at that stage, when Tom Wilkinson coached the Bears football team, that the uh, mental toughness showed by the uh, the Pandas rugby team exceeded that of some of the players in the Golden Bears football team. Though there was, those were eight. Rugby, rugby players as a whole are a tough breed of athlete. There's an expectation in terms of how they conduct themselves on the field. You can text us at 630-630. Uh, here we go. Uh, Dan and LaRange find community. Bob, let's get something in mind here. Most scouts, including Bob McKenzie, stated that Patrick Line would be a better player for the first few years compared to JP, but predicted JP to be a better long-term player. Not sure if the scouts would still say that. But JP was and still is an elite prospect. We need to give him the opportunity to succeed. RH McDavid and JP, what's wrong with that line combo? Dan, it's July 3rd. There's nothing wrong with any line combo at this time. One might argue that a more gradual ascent for Pulley is if he plays further down the lineup, excels in that spot, and works his way up. Again, if we start the preseason and Todd McClellan throws Pulley on a line with McDavid and he excels from the get-go, maybe away we go. So there's no wrong answer at this time of the year. You can text us at 630-630. Oh, hey, Stealth makes the point. Hey, Bob, was Keith acting a head coach with Craig Ramsey? I forgot about Craig Ramsey. And Craig Ramsey had been an NHL head coach. Uh, So in Dallas Aiken's second year, 2014-15, Ramsey was on that staff with Keith Acton and Rocky Thompson because I think Bucky was off the staff at that point. Uh, So there we go. Uh, out of Drayton Valley, uh, Bob, Neymar played in Brazil. Leagues in Brazil call any and everything. Grew up diving. Bob, what's the point of texting your show? You got three or four regular dogs you go to and screw the rest. Really? Okay. Uh, out of Lloydminster, uh, this text comes in. Bob, do you think the Oilers need both Milan Lucic and Zach Cassian? You know what the Oilers need? They need the Milan Lucic and Zach Cassian of 2016-17. That's what they need. They didn't get enough out of either guy last year. And there's some people out there that think Zach Cassian should be playing in the Oilers' top nine, and I don't think he proved it last year. I think he had a lot of nights where he was too quiet and indifferent. He was too predictable. And part of his success in 2016-17 is that he was a little bit unpredictable. As for Lucic, he's just got to pull it together and get his game back. 128 at Edmonton. Uh, thank you to all of you that texted and tweeted and emailed and called into the show. Jeremy Rutherford will give us a perspective on Kyle Brodziak. I'll ask him whether or not he thinks that Scotty Upshaw can still play, and we'll talk about a couple moves that the uh, Blues made. Uh, one big one involving Ryan O'Reilly and a subtle one involving Tyler Bozak and David Perron. This is Orders Now. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.